0: Welcome to The Jay Kim Show. This is your host, Jay Kim. I am an investor, author, and fitness entrepreneur. And for the first time in Asia, I sit down with the world's most brilliant minds in business, investing, and entrepreneurship. You'll learn all the secrets, strategies, and formulas to becoming a successful entrepreneur directly from the masters. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insight to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, onto the show. Today, we get to speak to Lee Dentith, who is the CEO and founder of Now Healthcare Group. Lee is a serial entrepreneur and one of the keynote speakers in the upcoming Health Tech Asia Forum, which is on the final day of the Start Me Up Hong Kong 2017 festival. So what is Now Healthcare Group? Lee defines it as the world's premier telehealth organization. Lee has always been a problem solver, and back in 2014, after being sick and desperately seeking a GP for treatment, he realized there must be a better solution than waiting for 4 hours just to have a consultation, and then having to wait even longer just to get a prescription. So he created a company that provides the encrypted technology that allows patients to directly consult with a network of vetted physicians. But he didn't stop just there, he went one step further and acquired a pharmacy too, so you could see a GP and get treated in a matter of minutes. He talks about how he went from having no background in medicine to being on the verge of disrupting a $15 billion industry. Let's get on to the show. Thank you so much for for agreeing to be on this uh, this show, it's, uh, it's, it's really a pleasure to meet you and I really appreciate your time and I think it's going to be great because we're going to release it on Monday ahead of uh, your, your visit to Hong Kong, so I think it's going to get people excited about health tech.
1: Fantastic, brilliant, looking forward to it.
0: Excellent, so why don't we just jump right in because I know we have a little bit of a limit limit on time. So, um, all right, um, Lee, thank you so much for joining us and uh, perhaps for our audience out here in Hong Kong and in Asia, if you could just give us a little bit of a background, uh, you know, where you're from, uh, what what you've done sort of in your past. I know that you are a sort of serial entrepreneur, so maybe you could give uh, our audience a bit of your background and uh, leading up to what you're doing these days.
1: Okay, so my name is Lee Dentith, and I'm currently the CEO and founder of Now Healthcare Group which incorporates Doctor Now, Now GP, Now Pharmacy and seven other modular platforms that will go to build a unique app proposition connecting wearable data sets, providing information over to GPs, doctors and specialists as we move forward. My background is predominantly in a a company where I'm the chairman and ex-CEO of a company called Media Agency Group, which is the UK's largest independent provider of media planning and buying, and we've also built artificially intelligent platforms which can machine read inquiries that have came into the business and specify correct formats of media which have previously given better results to individual sectors. So that's predominantly my background, Um, and I also own a couple of other businesses, in estate agents, technology businesses, uh, and I've also consulted with many companies to advise on strategic positioning to gain sales and penetrate larger customer bases.
0: Right, okay. So have you ever worked for a large organization uh, for someone else, or were you just from the get-go, you were... You know, lemonade stands and, and just entrepreneur born and bred.
1: No, I used to. I, I've worked in multiple jobs when I was a young man. Mm. So I've done all sorts of different elements. But where I found my forte was in business development for companies. Um, mm. One of the largest companies I worked for was a company called The Lex Group. Okay. When the ripe old age of 22, I was their youngest ever business development director. I, oh, nice. What I did for them was quite different to obviously what I do now, which was build and design infrastructure on mechanical handling. So in the UK, they have a lot of car plants. um, Mm. And I worked alongside Jaguar, which was previously Ford and Vauxhall and designed infrastructure um, on mechanical handling because they had four or five different supply plants, which were next time. And at that time, going back about 20 years ago, they were working to a real-time scenario where if the production line stopped, some companies could be fined up to £20,000 per minute. So Mm -hmm. I designed mechanical handling, which would enable um, from the production line in a real-time process to go straight out onto the core platform of where uh, the robots were building the cars with a just-in-time scenario And people cross-pollinated all the mechanical handling across the multiple sites to ensure that we always had backup facilities and the production never failed due to mechanical handling breaking down at that point. So I was quite involved in cultural changes in business and designing infrastructures.
0: Mm. Interesting. And so so at the ripe young age of 22, you were in charge of quite a a substantial amount of responsibility. And was it shortly thereafter that you realized that you wanted to uh, try your hand at at doing your own thing?
1: Yeah, not long after that. um, I really enjoyed working in the large group, but I always felt there was, I think my frustration in life was when you can effectively see a problem that and you know you can solve it Mm. and sometimes working in a very large organization they don't the the pace and the speed at which you wish them to Um, so I've always enjoyed being able to take a problem and convert that problem to a solution Um, and I think when you work with very good people and build a team around you over a long period of time you actually really start enjoying that process, and I think when you 're in control of your own destiny it's it becomes a really enjoyable
0: yeah yeah absolutely i mean i've, I've done I've done some entrepreneurial stuff in the past i'm uh, currently doing some entrepreneurial ventures as well and it, it always is much more fulfilling when you when you know that you have a stake in the company or you have it's directly affecting your bottom line and the hard work is no longer about Trying to gain recognition or trying to get that next, you know, raise or promotion. It's it's just about building something great, right?
1: Very much so. Yeah, I mean, I, you, when you go home of a night and you've got a smile on your face that you've solved a customer problem or you've helped them uh, provide a solution to their customers, it, it really gives you a sense of achievement. Um, it's not always about the money. Obviously, when you're, you're a young person. Um, and I, I'm married with a wife and four children. So my earlier goals in life were very much to achieve good quality home, a stable base for a family and a good education for mm. the children. As you become a little bit older and you become more successful, it doesn't actually become about the money. It becomes about the enjoyment. It becomes about what you are doing as a businessman or a business person. And I enjoy the latest project, now Healthcare Group, immensely because it's not only a solution that I'd encountered myself, not being able to see a GP, but it was a solution that my whole family had a problem with uh, because where we have an amazing system in the UK, which is called the National Health Service, unfortunately, our aging population and one of the biggest recessions we've ever been through, everything has cost constraints and there isn't Mm. so much we can do. So when I effectively started the business, one of the most exciting parts for me, was, am I solving a problem? And in the UK, we do 370 million appointments per year based on a population of approximately 60 plus million. And we wow. So on average, we all go and see the doctor between four and five times. Hmm. So the problem we have in the UK is, again, an aging population, they on average, anybody 65 to 70 years old, sees a GP 11 times per year. Mm. And our statistics tell us that on average, 150 million of them appointments are outside three days and 50 million of them appointments are outside one week. So when my wife tried to gain an appointment for our young son who's nine and we were told this couldn't be achieved because Mm -hmm. of time constraints and we wanted Mm were looking after them then, the only other option was to attend uh, an A&E, accident and emergency. Yep. which I personally didn't feel my child needed that level of care and sense of urgency, so we self-treated. Right. Great to say it was, a, it was only a minor ailment and everything went fine, but it got me looking at the whole system of what can I do to improve the process. And when I started thinking about the elements of what is it I needed And I needed to speak with a GP because that GP was the conduit to me being treated with a prescription and me getting on the road or my family getting on the road to recovery. Mm -hmm. It was a case of what is the boundary to see the GP? Did I physically need to leave my location? Did I physically need to travel? And I started thinking about technology and what we do as a business in the media side. And in the media side, a Skype format, Mm -hmm. quite a lot of interaction with our clients Um, We know the media world is very much into advertising and connecting youth. And when I started thinking about a longer-term generational change in culture, I thought Skype would be an amazing platform to effectively set up a way to speak to a GP. So that was my initial thoughts going back about 24 months ago, two years ago. But again, the entrepreneur in me thought well, I don't just want to see a GP because I'm ill. I know I'm ill, so what is the point in just seeing a GP? What do I really need to achieve? What is my goal? So straight away then I went about setting up my own pharmacy. So I built my own pharmacy called Now Pharmacy. I got that fully NHS accredited and approved, and we can dispatch medicines anywhere inside the UK and into Europe under an ECEU directive. And what I really wanted to do was create a solution and build our own architecture from day one via an app, iOS, Android, Microsoft Windows, multiple platform, where effectively what we could do is we could speak to a doctor live, the doctor could prescribe on the system we've built, we could fire an email straight to our own pharmacy, and we could automate the process through artificial intelligence, where we would automatically connect with a courier the courier, and it would all sink. And to date, I'm pleased to announce what we have done is achieved is a person calling up at 8 in the morning or 10 in the morning or 11 in the morning or late in the afternoon. And the fastest way we've done it to date is from consultation to medicine delivery, which is antibiotics, has been 27 minutes.
0: No way. Wow.
1: So the system we wanted to create for me, and I had to think about it in an insular way of what do I want and what is my ultimate scenario is that Mm. if i wake up at six in the morning before i set off for, for work i would speak to a doctor and by the time i arrived at my office at half seven in the morning medicines would be placed on my desk and that was the ethos of the business what we wanted to achieve around about a year ago which was very much where we're at
0: so so you one year ago is when you set off on this journey and between then and now you've you've Built all this,
1: so that was actually 24 months ago, two years ago. Okay, we've been operating the platform for over 12 months, but yeah, but what we're really building is some of the exciting part of what we call auto diagnosis, which is effectively artificial intelligence and machine learning. So, Mm. on our future app updates, you will literally be able to type in what you believe is wrong with you and our machine will be able to either forward you directly to a GP or a clinical nurse prescriber, or it will directly place you to a fully automated artificial intelligence machine which can self-prescribe with our chief medical officer and a team of clinicians who've built the system, auto-enabling us to then prescribe medicines which have been effectively clinically signed off by the system that's being wrote Wow. so all GPs obviously go through a prolonged period of training which enables Mm -hmm. them to go out into the public and speak effectively to the public we're taking all their knowledge over thousands of doctors knowledge and getting the machines to learn which is the best possible outcome which is going to alleviate the pressure in the UK within the next 12 or 18 months by possibly up to 50 million appointments per year. Wow. We're then moving into what we call, and it's very important this, is the medicine adherence. So once we auto-prescribe and once we, we effectively are able to deliver the medicines, we want to know what happens to you once you start taking these medicines. Mm-hmm. And we want to get feedback and we're we effectively building Artificial intelligence, which is not just the element of you are going to have your own, not a chatbot, a stage above that, which is very similar to an avatar, which you design. You will design your avatar based on male, female, age group, demographic. You will design this person who you want to interact with, which is effectively the machine learning part of our system. And the amazing part is, is they will ask you on a daily basis, have you took your medicines? How do you feel? And then what we aim to build in the next two or three years is an element of understanding from a big data set of how the medicines our GPs and our machines prescribed, how well and quicker they got you onto the journey. There's a very big important part of antibiotic resistance which is the world is very worried about. And we believe by building our system, it will help manufacturers, it will help health authorities, it will help family units through a self-replicating system, which will enable them to actually understand why they've been prescribed these medicines, what impact they have on their body, and how we go about tailoring concierge medicine to individuals on a really deep level in the next three to five years
0: man this is incredible lee you, you this is like a game changer for the the whole field of medicine i mean what you've just described you know i i I've heard, okay, so I've heard of some similar type uh, ventures. Um, There's one called Ring-A-Doc in the States, which is very, very, it's just like a slice of what you're trying to do here. And it's basically, if you have an ailment or a problem, you call, there's a, a, a network of doctors that are offline that you can call and leave a message to, and then they'll call you back, you know, within a certain amount of time, maybe 24 hours, and then they'll try to help you out. And then I've also heard of sort of real time like chatting where you can talk to a nurse or a, a doctor. But what you've just described uh, that you're going after here is the big fish. It's basically the entire, the entire industry. I mean, you're going you're gonna to disrupt the entire industry if, if, if you can pull this off. And what, what amazes me, Lee, is that, first of all, I have to ask, do you have any sort of background in medicine or at all? no. Okay, so that in, that in and of itself is astonishing because for you to to just be like, okay, this is my problem. I'm going to find a solution. I'm just going to go after perhaps one of the most you know complicated fields out there, and I'm going to tackle this. That's that's unbelievable. So so congratulations to you uh, and Thanks. and it take very, very uh, brave of you. But and then in the last 24 months, to be able to, to piece together what you have, is just it's just incredible. And so obviously, there's a lot of questions that I have. Um, but one of the first ones is essentially, how do you deal with the quality control side, the legal liability side. I mean, that whenever you know, and this I'm, I'm from the U.S. and and the first thing that doctors now their biggest qualm and complaint is that you can't even you can't even practice proper medicine anymore because you're afraid that you're going to get sued, right? So how how do you how have you approached that whole subject?
1: So the great thing with us is the NHS has been a bastion of worldwide medicine. So I'm very very proud to be associated with them. So we're on the digital innovation panel. Um, there are only people in the United Kingdom who operate our service who, are, who work with NHS innovation. Mm. One of the key things for us is, is in the UK, the NHS is quite heavily regulated by an institution called the Care Quality Commission. And we've worked with the Care Quality Commission very, very heavily over the last 18 months in demonstrating the quality approach that we've taken. Now, we would not be successful and we would not be able to grow without the amazing general practitioners that we have in the UK. And I'm proud to say that we work with, and we've had over a 1,000 GPs who have effectively wanted to work on our platform and interact with ourselves. So the great thing is about the UK is all of our GPs are what we call self-insured. So they self-indemnify against their practice as such. So the great thing is for us is that we employ them on a self-employed basis. I see. And, and the great thing is is when our customers, we act as a conduit in between providing the technology for a customer to speak with the GP. And that's how we would effectively be able to operate around the world. So one of our great clients that we've got is a company called Thomas Cook, which is a well-known mm-hmm. um, tour operator. So. Mm. They look after in excess of a million people per annum um, who travel around the world, who holiday from the UK. And we have anybody who's got any problems through their insurance, we become their first point of call. So they can download our app, speak with one of the UK registered GPs, and we can provide a prescription to anywhere inside the EC or EU. If we have an operational base there employing GPs in certain regional geographical locations then we can also prescribe in them jurisdictions some mm-hmm. of the other elements of what we do is we actually uh, send the device notes so when they then speak to a regional doctor or GP they will be able to see in a quite a transparent manner that they've spoken to a UK GP this is what their diagnosis was and can you help on the journey because unfortunately well one of the issues that could happen is they could be in a remote-based location and there could be language barriers. Mm -hmm. So one of the most amazing things that we are building, and we do anticipate to have it by the end of this year, is our avatars and our artificial intelligence app, when people download it, is it will be able to detect geolocation, which we can already do. But one of the really exciting parts is that it it will auto. And translate into 250 languages and dialects even down to dialect level so when you are typing in and communicating about what your symptoms are and how you believe you should go on that journey we can sense auto sense and communicate with you thus taking away the language barriers
0: wow Okay, and so, okay, so that then that just opens up a whole a whole new, uh, I mean, basically unlocks the rest of the world. So my next question for you, Lee, is okay. So what I mean, there's just so many global implications now uh, down the line for you guys to scale this business. I mean, uh, I'm not sure. Have you have you spent any amount of time in Hong Kong or Asia before?
1: Yes, I was over um, with the World Health Tourism Authority, and we mm-hmm. went over to we were in Hong Kong a couple of days, and then we went over to Hainan Bao last year. Mm-hmm. It was a really fantastic
0: um, trip. Yeah, so the re- the reason I I ask you is because Hong Kong is going to love your company and what and what you can provide because and I'll tell you exactly why so Chinese people and I'm not Chinese uh but so I have to be careful when I say this but my wife is and and she'll vouch for me but um basically Chinese people are they're funny in that they are they're very paranoid so for the smallest thing they'll go and see a doctor even if they get a little scratch or they wake up with a little bit of a sore throat or scratchy throat or a little bit of a headache, they'll just immediately drop whatever they're doing and they'll go see a doctor. And so you can just imagine the amount of backlog and, and just sort of inefficiency that is created because of that. And so mm-hmm. I can see your application of your company and, and your app and just being hugely beneficial to a market like Asia where people are Kind of um, borderline hypochondriac, a lot, you know, because they they just get the
1: worried. Well, I mean, it's amazing yeah. because in the UK, for example, eighty six percent plus of people already what we call effectively doctor Google. So they will always, yeah, always eighty six percent plus of people will already look on the internet and try and see or self diagnose. So when they walk into the GP practices in the UK, there's quite uh, a lot of angst at the moment um, with a lot of the GPs we work with, is because unfortunately the public now believe that they actually know a little bit better than the current GPs who've <laughs> done twenty years' worth of yep. real life practice. So that is a big challenge for effectively, the whole worldwide population, the more people who get access to the internet, the more uh, information that's uploaded to the internet. This is why a solution like ours, which is effectively governed by the CQC, highly regulated, and only uses MRCGP or RCGP, fully qualified GPs, who are helping us build the system, will add so much weight to the worried well. Because a big part of... The the society we are, which is the -the on-the-go society, is that we demand things immediately, straight Mm -hmm. away, and we want answers. I mean, again, we talk about my history. Um, 20 years ago, I would not have dreamed of spending three or four pounds on a cup of coffee or two pound fifty on a bottle of water from a shop. But nowadays, for convenience, I'm very much happy literally walking into a shop Grabbing what I need. I mean, you'll probably know this yourself, but if I wanted a pair of um, new pants or shoes for tomorrow for an agent meeting, I would be very shocked if I ordered before six o'clock and they weren't delivered to my door by nine o'clock. Yeah, that's the yep. type of society that we Absolutely. are now, and that we're moving ahead with the on-the-go society. So, our app will enable people to to answer small queries straight away from uh, uh, grazes and and again one of the big things we're working on is where people can take pictures of melanoma skin cancers and auto diagnose through again through AI so there's a lot there's a lot we want to do but we believe that we can act as a big conduit to a lot of good services that are already out there and become quite a universal app which will help people along the journeys of the worried well
0: yeah i mean it, you know the worst the worst absolute worst part about going to get your physical exam is that waiting period afterwards where you're just sitting there wondering when the doctor's going to call and hoping that it's all clear right so i can totally relate to when you say people will pay up for sure to get their results overnight or whatever.
1: (laughs) I mean, some of the most amazing things will happen in the next three to five years. A quick side issue to what we're doing right now is that we will be working with manufacturers. So there's been recently a device launched where if you breathe into it, it will be able to detect all sorts of cancers because obviously the pathogens pass through the lungs and so on, and this is where it comes out of breath. So if you think about that technology now, I and mean, you think about 20 years ago, how big mobile phones are. If you take that thought, let's think about in the next three or five years, you will be able to brush your teeth with an artificial intelligent toothbrush, and it will be able to detect things inside your mouth, inside your breath, and it will be able to automatically send us a diagnosis and let us know on a daily basis if we need to interact with you or our doctors need to send you for tests. We're going to move away very much from a, a wearable technology into a non-invasive. There's, there's an amazing technology in the UK that's just being trialed, which will effectively, through radio frequencies, read pulses as people are sitting there from cameras. So when you think about the connected home in the next three to five years, we will be able to effectively pre-diagnose any ailments that you may not even know you've got. By giving you a friendly text saying we've detected something we'd like to have a chat with you when it's convenient and that to me is what our real goal is as I say I'm married with three children and a lot of this is born out of the fact of what legacy can I leave for my children yeah and that's what I really want to achieve.
0: Absolutely. Um, okay, Lee. Well, so, so what milestones are you looking forward to in 2017 that you guys want to achieve as a company?
1: So we aim to have 25 million users on our platform. Wow. Which is very much we believe is achievable. Mm-hmm. We intend to have our artificially intelligent app through the self diagnosis scenario completely up and running with 250 different languages and dialects there's some of our high level aims and achievements that we believe and one of the key things to this is multiple jurisdictions operating with either retail partners because we've built the system that's why we effectively built our own pharmacy so we knew we could build the technology that would be seamless and we need to now plug that into health authorities or retailers Seamlessly, and we'd like to see this in as many countries as possible over the coming 12 months because our main aim is to be able to put a smile on people's faces to know that when they need instant care, we're the people there for them.
0: Wow, that's those are amazing goals and i i really hope to i I'm, I'm gonna follow you uh lee i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up on you next year and, and see how you how you're doing and give it but and i'm not gonna be surprised if you do achieve them and, and just blow right through them given the pace that you've been on so um lee thank you so much for joining us i have to look to wrap up now um but a uh, final question is Where can people find you, follow you, learn a little bit more about, um, you know, the great stuff that you're doing at Now Healthcare Group?
1: So we own the domain www.drnow.com. Our older website is Uh, Mm nowhealthcaregroup.com. And you will see, uh, after I've been to your event, in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a complete new website. So at the event, Health Tech Asia, we'll be looking to launch our new website and demonstrate to you our private platform, business-to-business-to-consumer platform and our NHS for the UK platform. So we'll be able to show everybody at the event some of these fantastic developments that we've built. um, And I will look forward to connecting with people.
0: To the wow, that's, that's amazing. So guys listening, uh, so Lee will be in town in Hong Kong for the Health Tech Asia 2017 uh, forum, which is part of the Start Me Up Hong Kong festival. You can go get your tickets at HealthTechAsia.com and he will be speaking and demonstrating his, uh, his new stuff uh, all on Friday, January 20th. So definitely come by uh, and say hello. Lee, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, to connecting w- with you when you're in town next week. I'm
1: looking forward to meeting with you, Subjay.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye now. All right. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at Jay Kimmer. J A Y K I M M E R. See you guys next week.